Hello. Welcome back to Cole and Confidence. My name is Cole, and on today's episode, I want to talk about choices. I've made some pretty bad choices in my life. I'm not going to tell you this episode will be funny. However, I will be making fun of myself. The first thing that I want to talk about is my high school football opportunity. I'm going to call this story Clueless Quitter. So, in junior high school, I played football and was looking forward to the opportunities of playing football for high school. It seemed exciting. Upon signing up, I'm told where the practice meetings will be, and I have friends who are expecting me to be on the team. Having seen some of the games in junior high, the high school football is pretty intense. When I was in high school, our football team was probably one of the best around. I believe there were state champions, and they might have had an undefeated record. I can't recall, so don't hold that to me. Needless to say, I'm intimidated by the standards that I might have to fulfill. Upon getting the first practice instructions and being added to the roster, I start getting cold feet. Normally, when I get cold feet, I can just shake it off and keep walking towards the objective until I'm where I have to be in order to continue without a chance of backing out. This time, though, here I am. I'm walking from the gym, and I remember being told that from the gym, the practice is just around the corner. So I'm walking from the gym, and I get to the corner, and as I walk around and I'm looking, I don't see anyone. I check my phone, and yep, it's the right time. I'm wondering where I'm supposed to go, and feeling slightly stupid, I stop walking. I look around, and I decide to leave. I already felt nervous about joining. I've always had a foot pain issue, so joining the football team might have been a healthy way to lose weight, but also a way to be in excruciating pain every day. So my choice was to leave, and feeling partially stupid that I didn't try harder to find practice, and fairly confident that I wasn't going to have to be in pain or possibly suck at high school football. The truth of the matter is that I might have lost weight and been content with my foot condition with less weight on my feet. Maybe I wouldn't have sucked at high school football, but I'll never know. In the next story... I'm going to talk about the time I quit my job at Marco's Pizza. I'm calling this story Delusional Deserter. I've mentioned this story before, but I haven't told it in its entirety. To begin with, at Marco's Pizza, they always cut fresh produce and make the dough and pizza sauce in-house. That's something that I'm always going to respect about Marco's Pizza. In fact... I don't necessarily know the exact reasons why I quit specifically, aside from the fact of the things that I mentioned in this story. Deliveries were fairly steady most of the time, and money was decent. 
My mom at the time had already passed, so I was always driving her car. It was a white, pearlescent Buick Lucerne. I really enjoyed driving that car around and making deliveries. And before my mom died, she was a real estate agent. She had a decal on the rear window, which related to that real estate business. And it said, follow me to your dream home. That decal was fairly noticeable. And I remember a couple of instances in which people asked me about that and maybe joked with me about it. Or maybe they were joking at me. I don't know. Anyway, somebody I don't really remember who invited me to a business opportunity. I was given very little information about it, and I was invited to someone's home. I don't I don't remember who it was, but even if I did, I probably wouldn't say their name for privacy purposes. At the time, while delivering for Marco's Pizza, I also helped my sister on the side. She runs a cleaning business, and she'd bring me along so that I can make some extra dough. I'd work at Marco's Pizza making actual dough, and work with my sister for extra dough. Anyway, I invited my sister to come along with me to this seemingly interesting business opportunity. When we arrived, we were invited into this person's home. We hung out a little bit, and then the pitch started. There was a DVD video introduction to this strategic marketing scheme. It all seemed like a dream. Easy money, and I liked the idea of doing this. They were talking about uh, six figures within a year. I don't remember the details, but when you reach a certain level, they give you a car. Seemed pretty enticing, and I was ready for it. Ready for easy money. Uh, No more delivering pizza. (laughs) I can help my family with all of their needs, and I can get into a house. Uh, The dream didn't last long, though. For one, there was a buy-in price. And the form that they handed me required my social security number. This seemed sketchy. I took the form, and I said I would turn it back in with the money. My My sister and I discussed the sketchiness of the situation, and we both went home. I pondered the opportunity, and the more I thought about it, the more I realized I just wanted to do something that seemed better than delivering pizzas. Better money, better opportunities, and having the capability of working with my sister meant that I wasn't exactly tied to Marco's Pizza. So you could say that I quit my job because of a pyramid scheme. Looking back now, I should have just kept delivering pizza because I work for DoorDash now and, uh, well, you could say that I'm doing pretty much the same thing. In the next story, it's a somewhat complicated series of choices involved with my decision to move to California. I'll call it Long Distance Love. Most people who know me know that I moved to California to be with who I thought I would marry and spend the rest of my life with, Jennifer. That's an experience that I don't regret. It was an amazing growth time in my life, and I got to know my best friend for almost nine years. 
And though things didn't end up working out in the way that we had originally hoped, we're both capable of encouraging one another and ultimately hope to see each other grow. I met her during the early days of social media. I might have been 13 or so. Admittedly, I met her online because I saw a cute face and I added that person. The person that I'm referring to was not Jennifer. The person that I'm referring to was one of her stepsisters. At the time, I didn't know I would be meeting anyone from adding a cute face on MySpace. From randomly talking to this person who was Jennifer's stepsister, I by chance encountered Jennifer. We quickly became friends. Needless to say, I'm oddly more comfortable conversing within the confines of a digital space. This encounter is not the only one that I had in which I made a friend that lasted for a long time. This one choice encounter that I'm referring to is a good friend of mine who lives in New York. She's now married and has two kids, but she swears that I was at one point in love with her. She uses the fact that my phone still had her phone number in it after all this time of being in California. We stayed friends on social media, even though her and I didn't communicate the whole time I was with Jennifer, out of respect for the relationship and not wanting to cause Jennifer to have concerns. I don't think keeping a number is necessarily a sign of love, though. And I have phone numbers in my phone that I have no real idea of who that person is, and it's probably from the entirety of having a cell phone in general. Anyway, neither her or I recall the exact website we met on. And I'll admit, I have, some, I have had some feelings for this person. <laughs> My plans for moving to California weren't really original, in that the idea of moving came from that friend in New York. I don't necessarily recall the exact method in which this plan came to be. Either she came up with it or we developed the idea together when I, earlier on in our friendship, thought I might move to New York for her. Her and I are much better as friends and maybe it was through meeting her and getting the idea of moving that allowed me to follow through with it when I fell in love with Jennifer. Needless to say, I'm done trying to develop a relationship long distance, and I can confidently say I'm not trying to move my life for anyone again. I'm all for friendships and encouraging one another, which is exactly what both of these friendships have become very fortunately. For my final story, I want to talk about how I ruined my credit. I'll call this story Motorcycle Misfortune. One of the things I enjoyed about California was getting the opportunity to learn how to ride motorcycles. I bought my first motorcycle from a neighbor and fixed it up myself. I had a mishap that broke my spirit and left the bike inoperable. 
some year or so goes by and having nothing but decent credit and a good job and somewhat still of a broken spirit, I visit a Harley Davidson dealership. I didn't intend on getting anything that day, but an overzealous teddy bear convinced me that it was a good idea. I'm not blaming the teddy bear. I still blame myself because I could have walked away. I rode home that day on a 1200 Harley Davidson Sportster Roadster. All black, dual pipes, center foot controls, and two red stripes down the center. It featured keyless start, and for times when you might forget your key altogether, programmable startup code was enabled. I was in love with it. I cleaned it up after every time I rode, uh, and I rode it nearly every day. I put probably 12,000 miles on it. You know how bills pile up, though? I can't specifically recite all of the bills that were the eventual cause of my failure. At the end of the day, I wasn't a responsible person. I should have been mindful of the things that could catch up to me in the long run. I became delinquent on the Harley payment. I'd catch up, get behind on other things, then get behind on Harley again. At one point, I didn't know what to do. I wanted to make sure rent was good and I figured a place to live trumps having a motorcycle, so I told myself, I'm going to make sure rent is paid. The Harley wasn't the only thing that I let slip to make sure rent was paid. Eventually, the Harley was more than a month behind, and I advised them that I would relinquish my rights to the motorcycle. I had to make the decision that either I would have to get things right now or I would be running from this problem forever. Since then, I have recovered my credit for the most part. And I'm in good standings with all of my accounts and don't want to ever get in debt again. We all make stupid mistakes. I'm making a decision for myself to let it be known to all who listen to me that I'm okay with telling people how stupid I am. The first step in personal growth is being capable of letting people see who you really are. In order to do that, you have to see for yourself who it is you are and where you want to be. It's okay to tell the world about your stupid mistakes. These mistakes exist for a reason. That reason is to allow you to learn from them. And you can allow others to learn from them too. If you allow only yourself to learn from these things, you're missing an opportunity and I can't imagine 
in what ways I will end up helping the world with my mistakes because I'm sure that they're obvious ones anyway but I want to do what I can and put my voice out there for anyone who will listen learn from my stupid mistakes it could be the most basic mistakes in the world but who knows maybe you'll listen to this and you'll be like I don't want to be like that stupid person I'm going to keep my jobs I'm not going to get into debt by going and getting a stupid motorcycle and you know what I'm actually going to find out where football practice is being held so that I have an opportunity to do things the right way. I hope you've enjoyed me talking about some (sighs) possibly embarrassing things in my life. I look forward to talking to you again on Cole and Confidence.